Hi everyone, welcome back to the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of precocious puberty found under the pediatric section at medbullets.com. Let's begin with a clinical snapshot. A 5-year-old boy is referred to the pediatric endocrinology clinic by his pediatrician due to concerns about pubic hair growth. The parents report that he began showing signs of pubic hair growth over the past three months, and his height has accelerated markedly in the past half year. At the current visit, his height is at the 99th percentile for height and 98th percentile for weight. Physical exam shows that he has developed pubic hair and has a testicular length of 2.8 centimeters. A radiograph of his left hand and wrist is obtained and reveals that his bone age is 10 years. Let's continue with an introduction to precocious puberty. As a general overview, precocious puberty is the appearance of pubertal development in children at a younger age than is considered normal, around 8 years for girls and 9 years for boys. In terms of the epidemiology, this occurs in about 1 in 5,000 to 10,000 children. Demographically, it demonstrates a 10 to 1 female to male ratio. In terms of the pathophysiology, the onset of puberty is caused by the pulsatile release of GnRH by the hypothalamus, which increases LH and FSH levels. This then stimulates production of sex steroids. Androgens and estrogens cause the physical changes of puberty in boys and girls, as well as a growth spurt and enlargement of the gonads. If the child has advanced bone age, there may be central precocious puberty, where there is high FSH and LH, and this may be caused by central nervous system tumors. If it is peripheral precocious puberty, then there is low FSH and LH, and this is due to abnormal secretion of sex hormones from the ovaries, testes, or adrenal glands. If the child has normal bone age, then there may be isolated premature thelarchy or isolated premature adrenarchy, and this may occur secondary to obesity. Moving on to the presentation, a patient's history, in particular for girls, may demonstrate breast enlargement, which may be unilateral enlargement initially. There may be appearance of pubic and axillary hair. Menarche may occur two to three years after onset of breast enlargement, and there may be early pubertal growth spurts. For boys, there may be testicular enlargement followed by growth of the penis and scrotum. On exam, girls may demonstrate breast budding, a light pink vaginal mucosa, remember that the color is a deeper red in prepubertal girls, and there may be mild acne. In boys, there may be testicular enlargement with a testicular length greater than 2.5 centimeters, as well as mild acne and facial hair. In terms of further imaging, radiography of the hand and wrist is used to determine bone age. If bone age is within one year of the child's age, then puberty likely has not started. If bone age is greater than two years of the child's age, puberty has either been present for a year or longer. A head MRI may be used to identify an underlying tumor or hamartoma, which may be causing central precocious puberty. In terms of further studies, Sex steroid levels, such as DHEA and DHEA sulfate levels, may be increased in boys and girls with premature pubertal onset. The testosterone levels in boys is less than 30 nanograms per deciliter in prepuberty, between 30 and 100 during early puberty, at 100 to 300 in mid to late puberty, and greater than 300 in adults. The estradiol level in girls is greater than 20 picograms per milliliter during puberty. 
The levels may fluctuate from week to week, so this is not a consistently reliable indicator. The LH and FSH levels after GnRH stimulation may also be evaluated. Make sure to measure LH and FSH levels after stimulation with a GnRH or a GnRH analog. If there is an increase in LH greater than 8 IUs per liter, this is diagnostic of central precocious puberty. An increase in FSH levels greater than an increase in LH levels may be seen in prepuberty. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about premature puberty, with key distinguishing factors being that this will present with the early appearance of pubic and or axillary hair, but no other signs of puberty and no changes in sex hormones. With regards to treatment, medical options include GnRH analogs, such as luprolide, with or without growth hormone. This should be followed up every four to six months to assess the slowing or arrest of the progression of puberty. Remember that this treatment will decrease the acceleration of growth. There will be suppression of the FSH and LH levels after a GnRH challenge, and there will be a decrease in the advancement of bone age. Surgical options include resection of a central nervous system tumor if it is present. Indications for this are central precocious puberty caused by a CNS tumor. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that the majority of girls who experience precocious puberty at ages 6 to 8 years will achieve an average adult height without treatment. The extent of improvement in adult height compared with predicted height as start of the treatment is correlated with the age of onset of precocious puberty. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to precocious puberty, let's walk through a question to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For this question, consider the following clinical scenario. An 8-year-old boy presents to his pediatrician for a well visit. His parents state that he has been doing well in school and has many friends. The patient is a member of the chess club and enjoys playing video games. He has a past medical history of asthma, which is treated with albuterol. The patient is in the 99th percentile for weight and 30th percentile for height. His temperature is 99.5 degrees Fahrenheit, or 37.5 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 122 over 88. Pulse is 90 beats per minute. Respirations are 11 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 98% on room air. The patient's body mass index is 39.1 at this visit. On physical exam, you note a young boy who maintains eye contact and is excited to be at the doctor's office. Cardiopulmonary exam is within normal limits. Abdominal exam reveals normal bowel sounds and is non-tender in all four quadrants. Neurological and musculoskeletal exams are within normal limits. Which of the following is the most likely outcome in this patient in the next 10 years? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Advanced atherosclerotic heart disease Choice 2. Constitutional growth delay Choice 3. Precocious puberty Choice 4. Renovascular hypertension or choice five, slipped capital femoral epiphysis. The best answer to this question is choice three, precocious puberty. This pediatric patient is obese and is likely to experience precocious puberty secondary to his obesity. Obesity predisposes pediatric patients to precocious puberty in boys being before age nine. The mechanism of this is related to increased insulin production, which increases adrenal androgen production. 
This results in an increase in estrogen and testosterone production in the gonads. In addition, increased leptin leads to activation of the hypothalamic-pituitary-adrenal axis, leading to pulsatile gonadotropin-releasing hormone release, which further increases follicle-stimulating hormone and luteinizing hormone levels. These patients should be counseled in weight loss and exercise. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Atherosclerotic heart disease is a possible outcome in this young obese patient who likely has an unhealthy diet. However, this pathology takes many years to develop. Precocious puberty is more likely to occur given his age and body mass index. Later in life, medications such as statins may be beneficial in treating heart disease. Choice 2. Constitutional growth delay is not likely to happen in this patient. Rather, he is likely to experience precocious puberty given his obesity. No treatment is required for constitutional growth delay without underlying factors. Choice 4. Hypertension is a common complication of obesity. However, it is likely to occur later in life. Renovascular hypertension usually occurs secondary to advanced atherosclerosis or fibromuscular dysplasia. Treatment is with antihypertensive agents such as lisinopril. Choice 5. Slipped capital femoral epiphysis is a complication that can occur in young obese males, typically around the ages of 11 to 13. However, this is a much rarer pathology than precocious puberty in an obese patient. Treatment is with in-situ fixation of the slipped epiphysis. Finally, a bullet summary. Precocious puberty is a common outcome in obese pediatric patients. That's all for this review about precocious puberty. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, We'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast.